0: Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub.
1: Is it fair to say that, like, you know how dudes have to, like, adjust their nuts? Yeah. Do women have to adjust their breasts? All the time. So it's like... Don't you
2: catch me doing it sometimes? Mm. You don't see me doing this?
1: Oh, yeah. And so it's like, it's just where things hang, but the hanging, like whatever hangs needs a fixin'.
2: Yeah. If you have a pendulous body part, it needs to be shifted sometimes.
1: What does pendulous mean?
2: Hanging, weighted, heavy, like a pendulum. Pendulous. Oh. Pendere means to hang. Really? In
1: Latin. Ooh. So if you've got like... Yeah, I mean, we could make all the jokes, but like, pendarium?
2: Pendere is the Latin verb to
1: hang. To hang?
2: hmm
1: Oh, so a pendulum is a bunch of hangs.
2: A pendulum is one thing hanging.
1: Can you speak Latin?
2: I know a lot, I know some basics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know I had pendulums in my ball sack.
2: <laughs> in your basketball Pun- shorts? Bun-
1: pendule. Pendule. <laughs> you have like a pendule chest?
2: Pen- pendulus.
1: Yo, I mean, I'm just trying to fill my brain with new facts every day. That's what this is about. Yep. Right? Yep. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Happy weed and grub, everyone.
2: Happy weed and grub. (laughs) 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 It's a weed and grub day? (laughs) Yeah.
1: What's the date? Today's weed and grub day. To wade
2: wade is weed and Grub day.
1: (laughs) Are you from Princess Bride?
2: (laughs) Allage. Twoo wub. Um, Today is day four. 14 for me of being on the whole 30
1: how one congrats
2: I mean not really
1: I don't know the halfway part is right around the corner yeah it's That's close. very cool I'm
2: getting close it's the closest that I've been to halfway since I started the whole thing
1: yeah you can't get to halfway <laughs> until you start <laughs>
2: I was close as ha- close to halfway as i've ever been in the past two weeks <laughs> that's like when we were talking about time uh, is linear you know
1: <laughs> we were talking about sayings when we were walking and I was like what is a gift horse yeah. and we like really broke down like first drafts of old sayings because i was like, at what because at first i thought a, a gift horse is what you used to get a loved one instead of a car for their birthday oh like you a horse a, with a bow on it a horse with a big bow oh, yeah nice. you like walk out Of the cabin, and you see a new horse for yourself. And she's like, "Oh my God, Trevor, you did it!" (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, that must be where the gift horse comes from." But like, why not look it in the mouth? I don't. The it's beyond right
2: because horses bite. Yeah, but no, the saying comes from the Trojan horse, which was used to win the Trojan War by being wheeled up to the walls of Troy. And it was, full, or was it the walls of Troy, or was it full of Trojan soldiers? However, it went anyway. It was, it it was, was a gift, yeah, to the city of Troy, yeah. And it was full. Wait, you know It was what? full of look. Trojan
1: soldiers. I know. Yeah, it, yeah. It was filled with Trojan soldiers, and it was a gift. And they wheeled it in. And then the soldiers came out of the horse and killed everybody and took mouth. over. Right. Right. So, then definitely look a gift horse in the mouth. if there's soldiers inside that horse you need to look inside it
2: so i'm actually looking up what it really comes from and we did think as we were walking along melrose today that it was the trojan horse that had soldiers inside it so you should look a gift horse in the mouth because then you would discover the plot to like take over your city yes but according to a wiktionary never look a gift horse in the mouth is comes from um Since horses it says since horses horses' teeth change over time, inspecting their teeth is a way of gauging age. However, doing such a check would be a sign of mistrust towards the giver. So say you're giving me a horse and I'm like, Let me check its teeth. You're like, I'm out here giving you a fucking free horse, what are you doing like kicking the tires?
1: Beggars can't be choosers. So
2: rude. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's a sign of rudeness towards a gift giver. I see. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth.
1: It's like if you're looking for the price tag
2: yeah on
1: some fancy thing that i'm giving you for your anniversary of something
2: exactly
1: that's what it means yes oh
2: and we've got it okay cool. so nothing to do with the trojan war <laughs> actually is about looking in a horse's mouth <laughs>
1: Well, that's what this podcast is about. If you're joining us for the first time, uh, Weed and Grub is usually about comedy, cannabis culture, and calling shit out. But today,
2: it's about gift horses,
1: gift horses, and
2: learning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fascinating. Yeah, I, I I'm a big fan of origin stories, mm-hmm. and to learn the gift horse one is kind of a fun treat.
2: Yeah, it. I love that kind of stuff, and I really do love like all of that sort of, you know, learning. Uh, the etymology of anything, where anything comes from, like why measurements are a certain size, going all the way back to Roman times, like the fact that railroads are a certain width because of the way that roads were built in the Roman Empire.
1: That's fascinating. All that
2: kind of stuff, yeah. It's neat. Everything goes back to something.
1: It does. Yeah. I always think about, it's an old premise for me, but the first person to put two lines on the ground and call it a parking space (laughs) is so, I can't find any information on the history of the parking space. But I just have to imagine that it was just horse chaos everywhere. Right, yeah. And then you were like, fuck that. I'm just going to put two lines down, and that's my horse's place. And everybody started like plotting you know, it's all about like claiming land. I feel mm-hmm. like the most basic human instinct is wanting to claim land, whether that's real land or whether that's a house or what, whatever it is. You're just claiming what's yours. Yeah. And yeah, lines on the ground. Stake your claim.
2: Claiming space. That's so interesting. It makes me think of like the chaos that must have ruled for however long it took for horses and cars to sort of you know like the the era of the horse then being replaced by the era of the automobile but for a time they coexisted and what a fucking mess it must have been oh my god And how that all shook out and the fact that we've got to be coming up on another one of those pretty soon i mean there's a new era coming where there will be non-car transportation that will be jockeying for position maybe they're hoverboards maybe they're flying cars or jetpacks or whatever it is but there's going to be another time where people are like get your old timey weird car out of my space where i'm going to put my you know, rocket ship yeah, or whatever it is.
1: that's it, interesting to think that because the land has been so claimed and ravaged by 7 billion people on this goddamn planet, that airspace is next. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be jockeying for air land.
2: Air rights. Air rights. Yeah.
1: Damn. So it is going to be like everybody has Teslas, but by then the people who had Teslas are going to be having... I don't know. Like you said, rocket ships. Yeah. And they're fighting for rocket land. Yeah. Rocket space.
2: Yeah. You're going to have like your little landing pad outside your high rise apartment, and there'll have to be like weird permits that only you can afford because you're so ridiculously rich that you actually get to live above the smog line while the rest of us are down here with like nose filters parking our old fashioned fucking cars that still run on gas.
1: Oof. Oof. All right. Well, Just-topian. TM. Yeah. <laughs> Sci fi pitch. Where are the birds going to go?
2: the bird scooters i feel like birds are gonna animals. yeah bird
1: oh i like the idea of like bird scooter becoming <laughs> so successful then it's bird rockets <laughs> that's fucking cool and you just still scan a q code or whatever it's called yeah the, and you can take a quick rocket to target and back for like two bucks oh nice that sounds fine
2: i like that concept yeah yeah
1: rocket pool how fun will that be
2: Uh i mean because like
1: it because if you take I don't want Uber the middle pool. seat oh, on a rocket, of course. No, it's, it's gonna be so warm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that G force is gonna like flatten your face out in a weird way too. You're just gonna
1: need a window to lean on when you're like. <laughs> Can you imagine being hammered on a rocket after a night out? Oh shit! Whoa. Wait, are you picturing the rocket? I'm picturing us sitting on the outside of them, like Wiley e. Coyote. Are you thinking we're inside the rockets when we're talking about these things? Yes. Okay, so I okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how would you be outside a rocket? Oh no, you, know, you would explode definitely inside the rocket
1: yeah i can't be compressed i can't be squeezed yeah. i can't have anything too tight that's why me you're on all. the outside of the rocket <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: so funny i feel like yeah mike just likes to ride on the outside he'll be fine you're so right. <laughs> he took a couple of edibles he'll be cool <laughs> here's a helmet mike
1: helmet's gonna do (laughs) nothing just catch my brain so no one has to clean it yeah oh man that's so funny yeah yeah i'll take a horse over a car any day uh yeah all right
2: do you like riding horses
1: i've only ridden a couple times and we haven't worked together yet but i'm hoping to find a horse that works with me and i work with it
2: were you like was the horse against you it just
1: loves to eat more than it wants to ride and i'm like i can relate to you but i also want to be a part of this like trek you know? Right. Yeah. You
2: were like, just on trail rides or whatever? Yeah, I feel
1: like the person who was working the trail ride sized me up, and they were like, were like, well, he pr- he looks pretty high. We're going to give him the horse that just wants to hang out in nature. Yeah,
2: they gave you the slow one. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Yep.
1: So do you want to get to some news of the week, speaking of weed?
2: Oh, yeah. Hell, yes, I do. Our uh, news of the week moment is about how legalizing medical marijuana makes people have more sex. A study shows. So uh, there's a story on marijuana moment.net, and it's according to a study that came out of the University of Connecticut and Georgia State um, University. The University of Connecticut and Georgia State University. It's bookended by universities. Very important study.
1: Whoa. <laughs>
2: and it says that medical marijuana laws cause an increase in sexual activity. Um, so to determine how... The laws influence how often people are boning. The team of researchers analyzed a large data set from between 1997 and 2011. And yeah, so places with medical cannabis are uh, having more sex. They are also using less contraception, evidently. Okay. So I guess the lesson is that if you are um, getting high and and having a good time, just wrap it up.
1: Maybe, but I also feel like yes wrap it up but I also feel like they're not taking into the variable of having the std discussion. Okay. Which I feel like is a discussion that everyone should and hopefully is having in yeah. most situations.
2: In advance of having sex. In advance
1: of having sex. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't I feel like that's a little skewed because I've been with partners and it, like one of us always brings it up right away and it's like what's your deal? And it's like this. What's yeah. your deal? This. And it's like cool, great. No judgment either way. Thank you for being honest. Mm-hmm. So I'll yeah, just say. I,
2: I think so much of the modern conversation around sex nowadays with like a new or prospective partner is like you share your test results right away. Everyone gets tested often. You know, safer sex sexes, there's no shame in practicing it and having your, well, I mean, obviously there's no shame in practicing it, but there's also no shame in getting tested often and sharing your results right out front. Yeah. You know, exactly. with, and, and using contraception too, but like. You know still still letting someone know like i've been tested and you know here's what i am dealing with or not dealing with
1: totally yeah you know my perfect third date for something like this if weed is involved and i know there's going to be sex and i can be a part of this study it's like have you ever done the thing where you order postmates and you know it's going to take an hour and then you smoke weed Mm -hmm. and then you fuck and then you smoke more weed and then postmates arrives wow it's perfect
2: that's perfect timing
1: yeah okay it's such a dream hour because, you know, in the age of convenience, why not make your convenience magical? Wow. It's pretty great. That
2: is pretty great. So yeah. So legalizing medical marijuana makes people have more sex and order more Postmates. <laughs> that's the,
1: <laughs> the asterisk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Cool. Um, (laughs) That's some good news. Yeah,
2: that is good news.
1: Yeah, I hope the sex is good. I think that's the next layer to this study. Yeah. How good is that high sex?
2: Well, I think uh, the great thing about weed is that it makes me a more present partner. So it's always going to be better when you're sort of like in the moment more and you're paying attention to... Obviously, not only your own body, but the person that you're with. Yeah. And And then
1: you're choosing the right music. Yeah. Right? You know,
2: listening to their breath a little better, feeling how your skin feels against them a little more.
1: Eyelashes grazing each other's.
2: Oh, that's the nicest. Yes. You know what I really like doing sometimes is just breathing with someone. And I know it sounds kind of hokey, but it's really lovely and helps me connect really, really well.
1: Completely agree. Yeah. That cycle. hmm Ooh. Okay. Well, I'm horny. Um, <laughs> amazing. What a great up so far. Um, we have a great guest today. Yeah, we do. A special person that you brought into my life, actually. Oh, well, before we get to them, can we read some uh, Buds of the Week reviews that we just got? Yes. Okay.
2: Let's do some Buds of the Week reviews. Do you
1: want to go first or second?
2: Um, I'll go first. Uh, Coolio1729 says weed and grub is a fantastic podcast funny entertaining insightful informative reflective and goofy are just a few adjectives i would attribute to this show if you enjoy listening to cannabis and food discussions then try this podcast it is terrific
1: that's awesome that's
2: so nice thanks coolio 1729
1: uh mine i wanted to read is actually an itunes review from introvert advantage And it says, keeps me entertained. This podcast has provided me with so many laughs and lots of knowledge about so many different things I never knew I wanted to know. Listening to how genuine their friendship is is very heartwarming and makes a solo smoke sesh that much more enjoyable. Their dynamic reminds me a lot of me and one of my best friends. I would be Mike, hell yeah, and she would be MJ. I'm very proud to say that. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. That's lovely. Yeah. Man. What would your posts... Post-sex, post-mates order be. What do you mean? If you weren't on Whole30.
2: Well, didn't I order post-mates before I had sex? Oh, in, in yeah. your you're world? Pre,
1: your pre-post-mate, pre- post-sex, post-mates order.
2: No, my pre-sex, post-mates order. Wait, pre-sex.
1: Post-mates order. Right. Yeah. No, you were right. Okay. <laughs> so what I did Wait. was I, I I created a cul-de-sac where there was a road. <laughs> cool.
2: <laughs> Wait, so the idea is that I've smoked a joint. I know I'm going to have sex. I order Postmates.
1: You order Postmates. You smoke a joint. You have sex. You smoke again because you came. Okay. And by then, Postmates is here.
2: Ramen. (laughs) Yo! (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Ultimate.
1: Yeah. Ultimate.
2: Salty, slurpy noodles Mm -hmm. in just a gorgeous broth with that piece of pork belly and the egg and just all the goodness.
1: It's really lush. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's good, like, you know, you can have, a, it's It's not something that, like, ramen can arrive and you can eat, number one, you can kind of eat it naked. Like, I love, like, eating a little, you know, soupy kind of slurp when I'm naked. And then also, you can, like, slurp on the broth and um, then leave the rest to chill out a little bit and then kind of eat it. Not cold, I don't like it in the fridge cold, but when the noodles cool down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good bite for a little while.
1: Such a underrated... St- Doned food mm. but what a perfect go-to meal what's yours well I was gonna be basic and say something like a variety of tacos oh instead of like two chicken or two steak or something just like you know a taco buffet of like five different ones you have your shrimp you have your jackfruit and all of that but now that you said ramen I wish I had thought of it I really oh. do I think ramen is man it's an anytime treat and over pho too like oh. if i were to rank slurps i feel like pho would fall beneath the ramen
2: definitely I mean, ramen's just battier you know pho, pho has always felt like a healthy choice to me <laughs> and after fucking i don't want to uh, after fucking oh no we're gonna okay. get it hit it nope. knock it out of the park i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> shall we get to our guests?
1: let's get to our guests.
2: okay so this week oh man so caitlin perry aka shoot people Um, is an incredible photographer, videographer, all-around human, artistic soul, beautiful spirit, who I met... When I was working in New York, and she was a photographer out here in LA, and I came out to do a photo shoot for um, the magazine, and she shot Kenny Beats. Wow! Uh, when he was with Loud Pack, um, Kenny and Ryan as Loud Pack, the duo, and she'd also photographed Ty Dolla Sign and Chelsea Wolf. She was on tour with Miguel and Grizz, and she's just traveled the world like documenting music um, from behind the scenes. And she's also just now here on the ground. She she's shot your show.
1: She shot Glaze. She shot us yeah yeah
2: and i don't know she's just a friend and and, and a really cool hang and she also smokes Halloween. weed and she's just a really neat person so yeah we hung out with caitlin and and uh here's our conversation with her magical butter magical
1: butter how much fun is that
2: magical butter is the best machine for making all of your edibles at home
1: let me ask you Three questions. Okay. Can I make infused chocolates? Yes. Gummies? Yes. Tinctures? Yes. Oils? Yes. Butter? That
2: was five. (laughs) And yes, and you can buy magical ghee from MagicalButter.com and that's Whole30 approved and compliant so you can infuse your own ghee and then still be on your Whole30 diet.
1: Ooh, that sounds, I'm actually thinking about doing Whole30 again.
2: Well, you should get your Magical Butter machine and get that ghee going.
1: Get that ghee going. Get that
2: ghee going. (laughs) MagicalButter.com Use promo code WeedandGrub at checkout for 20%
1: off. And check out their Instagram because it is the sexiest food pics I've ever seen. So go to at MagicalButter and peep it, follow it, like it, fave it, comment
2: <laughs> lick it like it love it they're good vibes all day good people doing good things magicalbutter.com use the promo code weed and grub at checkout give them a follow and make your own edibles at home man i not know what goes into them and do will feel so good yeah
1: that should be their tagline yeah magical butter
2: you know what goes into it and then you feel good <laughs> magicalbutter.com promo code weed and grub at checkout will get you 20 percent off what up mary jane how's it going mike
1: I'm thrilled by today's guest.
2: We have one of my favorite people in all the world
1: here with us. Hi, what? Caitlin. Hi. What's up, Caitlin?
0: Hey, guys.
1: Do you mind just giving everyone the rundown on who you are and what you're about? And um, I don't know, like w- what your mantra is.
0: Yeah. My, well, my name is Caitlin Perry. I guess you guys already said that. And I'm a photographer and I shoot sometimes under the moniker, shoot people. Um and my mantra is just, I guess, have fun in life, always.
1: Yeah. Good mm-hmm. mantra? You yeah. show that.
0: Oh,
2: thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: For sure. I'm going to turn my table so we can all look at each other. Oh, I feel like va- I'm looking at Mary Jane.
2: I'm going to move my She's mic so around, too. beautiful yeah. to look at, though. Oh, thank you. You've
1: taken some great photos of Mary Jane.
0: I love Mary Jane. Oh, I love you. She's Hi. a
2: beautiful, powerful woman, and I've learned so much from her through the years. Oh, my God. What do you mean?
1: How long have you all known each other?
2: Five years now? Yeah, we met in 2014 when I flew out to Los Angeles to do a feature for High Times on Loud Pack, who was Kenny Beats. Oh, shit. The famed, yeah. famous Kenny Beats. Whoa, Kate, Kenny? Yeah, yeah. Kenny. Uh, Caitlin shot Kenny, and Ryan, who was the other half of Loud Pack, and that's how we met.
1: Get the yeah. fuck out I, of here.
2: We actually went to high school
0: together. How crazy is that?
1: You and Whoa, Kenny? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Did you really?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he did. I'm just such a fan of him.
2: He's such a nice guy.
1: Wow. I want to see those photos.
2: They were awesome. We actually, it was so cool because I flew into LA knowing that I was going to write this feature on Loud Pack and Caitlin at that point had sh- you huge shot tie dollar sign
0: tie dollar sign which i worked on with you but we were email Mm -hmm. and then grizz i think was my first which was crazy because i was on tour with him at the time that was so neat yeah he's such a cool dude he's one of the best guys i've ever come across
2: oh man and you'd been on tour with him you shot him for high times you shot Ty Dalla and then you shot Chelsea Wolf too. Yeah, who remember. also
0: amazing. Yeah,
2: those photos of her were so amazing. iconic.
0: There was a couple other people who are escaping me, which is so horrible.
2: Well, I mean, you shot everyone in the industry. Well, I thank feel like. you. I mean, we work together on some cool stuff, but you've also like
0: we have. photographed
2: so many incredible people in thank Weed you. and Beyond and music. Well,
0: thank you. But that,
2: that first photo shoot when we met was great because we just went to the loft, like the, you know, Kenny and Ryan had like this cool downtown loft. And we showed up and it was actually great because they were prepared to go hard with high times. Yeah. So I like, you know, I don't dab and I don't really even like to smoke that much when I'm interviewing someone, especially, you know, like when I have to write about it. And then Caitlin was working as well, but they had set up like all these rigs and they had all the shatter to show off and, the, and they just like wanted to dab. And we were like, um,
1: <laughs> no way. They were,
2: they were great though. So they got super baked and then Caitlin got some. Great picks.
0: Which that's my favorite. That's the big one of the biggest lessons I've learned is working for high times and all the other weed photos shoots that I do is you really have to prepare people like, okay, don't inhale. Even if you do inhale, you're going to get super high because you're going to take huge puffs for like two hours. And. You can always, I love looking at the photo shoots because you can just see the evolution of them getting really high.
1: Like their (laughs) smiles get bigger and their eyes get smaller. Yeah, and
0: redder and like goofier. And like sometimes they even come out more, you know, like of their shell or whatever. Yeah.
1: So where's the sweet spot? Is it like, do do you, like somebody like Snoop, I feel like every photo he's high. So it's like whatever. But when you're working with someone, do you like, how do you get them where you need them to be?
0: depends on the person right like they could be Kenny and Ken Ryan could be really high
2: and be not look high yeah they were Kenny and Ryan were like excited to be super fucking picked especially for that shoot it was a point of pride that they wanted to get like soaring 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 high and then have that captured and it was great the pictures of them with like yeah the tiny eyes yeah in their apartment laughing like you know <laughs> <laughs> you you were the first photographer that I had ever um worked with because I was new to working as an editor for the entertainment section. And you were the first photographer that I saw who had ca- was capturing the smoke in the way that you did, like however it was that your setup was. I think you were it was all in your studio, right? They were in their loft, but I brought lights. But when you did Chelsea wool, yeah that Ty was Ty all Dollar my Stein, studio. like that's such an iconic shot of Ty with that smoke wreathing up past his neck tattoo and then like up into his Thank face. it's like a French in Have you seen it? yes we'll post it when we post this fucking powerful it's the most it's the sexiest because he's a sexy man he's really sexy and that shot is just like okay (laughs) (laughs) slide out of your seat yeah got it (laughs) yeah
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just blushed I'm thinking about it. it. You are, you're I'm so like, red. My cheeks
2: are hot. But, like, what? <laughs> I, you were the first person that I had seen who was capturing that sort of, like, smoke portrait. That awesome. was so neat. Awesome. Did, do you Thanks, remember, like how, like, how you came up with it?
0: Um, I, I, Like, as you were saying that, I was thinking about why is it that I love to capture smoke the way that I do and I really think it comes from working in raves and like there is nothing but smoke. Mhm. You know, so yeah, I just it's such a it's such a beautiful way like it's a texture that captures light and reflects it back to you in a really unique interesting way and I love textures and I love light.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, is that where you started was raves? Yeah. Basically. Holy shit, really?
0: Yeah, I was Fuck, that's cool. I was, you have a cool life. Thanks, yeah. Mike. <laughs> I loved... I brought my camera... I would rave all the time and i bring my camera
2: with me. That's really where everything started. You're such a... Um, what are you? Like shadow? Like a, a shadow. or Yeah, like a... I mean, for instance, like when you just shot Glazed, Mike show, and you captured that um, sideshow artist, Reggie Bougmancher. Yes. And she was performing like on a tiny stage surrounded by people and I didn't see you up there and somehow you got a front row picture of her from just like inches away of doing the craziest trick or stunt.
1: Uh, Circus Sideshow Act. Circus Sideshow, yeah. Just for context to talk about your sleuthiness, like (laughs) uh, Reggie puts a funnel like a beer bong funnel up her nose and out her mouth and then hands a glass to an audience member and they put the funnel in the glass and she pours a shot through the funnel it goes up her nasal cavity down her throat and out her mouth into the glass and it's like a real body shot it's a literal body shot it comes through her skull yeah you and are. you got an amazing photo of it <laughs> <Thanks> guys <laughs> and Thank when you. i
2: saw it after because i i saw the show and i was like i didn't see you and i know you and i know your big camera and i was like where was she how did that happen (laughs) were you in the rafters like you must have learned some amazing way of being sort of just part of everything when you were at those raves well
0: it's such a huge
2: compliment because i never want to be seen essentially huh
0: at shows or at any you know events or anything i just want to be yeah i don't want to be seen why i don't because i it's not my job to be seen what Right, like
1: I don't know. I've seen some photographers and you're so aware of them working, like putting in the work where it's like, oh, they're working so hard because I'm so aware of them. Mm. But maybe that's not a good thing.
0: Well, I, I think everyone has their own way, way of working in their own style. For me, I'd rather like no one see me, no audience member, not even the artist, know I'm there because then I get the real photos.
2: And that's why artists like Grizz love you going on tour with them because oh, you become part I, of you. the whole team, right? Like,
0: Well, that team is just an exceptional team. And Miguel,
2: Miguel, you toured with Miguel? I toured
0: with Miguel. That was also exceptional people on that tour as well.
1: Can I tell you something about Miguel? I just I just saw him live in Vegas with yeah. my friend Joel Hadley, and they booked him as the sun was going down, oh, wow. and it was like dry hump City. Yeah. It He's was sexy. Right? It yeah. was like perfect sunset music. Yeah.
0: His music is really sexy. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I just women you. love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's just. I, it's just so amazing, like, the power of people's music, right?
1: Yeah, he was on stage and just every butt was grinding into every crotch. Success. Success. <laughs> That's success.
2: <laughs> I just pictured you, like, grinding on, like, a pylon or something. Yeah, just <laughs> looking around, I need something.
1: <laughs> yeah. With the sun going down uh-huh. behind Vegas. Yeah. And
2: he's a good
0: dancer, too. Like yeah. He's a really good dancer, which I think adds the whole performance, really
2: nicely Can I ask about the project that you did in Greece when we met? Like right after oh, we met, you went to Greece for a while, and I feel yeah. like you were there doing a big f- I, photography project.
0: Right? I shot ref- the refugees in Mitilini, and part of it is I have to shout out my cousin because she works for Save the Children, so she really helped me with the access um, there. And that was more I wanted to know what was happening. For people who don't know, I'm I'm Greek from Greek heritage, Greek citizen. And you know this was a huge thing that was happening in Greece. So I really wanted to see it. I think it's really important as humans that we really see the worst of what's happening so we can really understand it. Mm-hmm.
1: Or, I don't, can you keep talking about Because I don't know anything.
0: Yeah, um, it was the Syrian war. Um, so it was fascinating, the things I learned. You know, majority of the people in, in these refu- Syrian refugee camps are unaccompanied minors. So parents who are sending their kids out of war zones um, by themselves essentially with money and saying, you know, they have to make this long journey. And the most, I think, same with the Mexican border, right? The biggest journey, the most dangerous part is the coyotes, Mm -hmm. especially the children. And like one statistic I heard was 50% men, 50% women, girls, boys, I should say, because they're children reach the shores and they tally them up and then when they get to the camps it's something like 20 percent are women and and 80 percent are
2: boys (gasps) shit that's just because of who survives the actual journey
0: well and people taking them you know like uh turkey had a huge problem uh with you know their donor list for example their organ donor list once the syrian refugee crisis happened it almost became non-existent Their donor list, meaning they were just Just taking people and taking their organs.
1: And you're photographing all of this?
0: Uh, Not that essentially, but just the people and the children in the refugee camps. Um, And it was more like, I wanted to know what was happening, right? Like, I capture stories, and this was something happening in the backyard of my family.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And
0: it created, you know, huge turmoil for Greece also, which is also in its own weird political turmoil but something interesting is they accepted everyone they don't turn people away
1: in greece in greece really
0: yeah no because they greece has a really long history of also being refugees from turkey from the ottoman empire it's greece has a fascinating history i was actually talking about it today with someone you know like they were in a country they were not a full country as we know them today until 1947
1: that's like dad's ages yeah that's not that long ago no so when you're capturing these photos and you're like you get it and you maybe feel like i think i just got one you know like i think i just got and then you look at it but it's of like this refugee like yo yo it's heavy
0: well i always ask because, like, especially if i travel to countries with indigenous people like i don't i don't like how some people treat them as a sideshow act right like like they're at Disneyland, and this is a Disney princess that they're taking a photo of. It's like a nichey thing they can go back and show their friends. Like something about that's so disingenuous to me. So I always act like I always talk to people. You guys know I talk to people a lot, especially in those situations. I always talk, and then I ask, "Do you mind if I take your photo, um, or do you mind if I take photos of your children?" Right? Um, and sometimes people do mind, and that's okay. And sometimes they are say, "Please take our photos. We really don't mind." So a lot of those photos of the unaccompanied minors, I always ask them. And, you know, it's amazing. A lot of them are happy. Mm -hmm. A lot of them, like, I wish I had them here to show you. A lot of them are happy.
2: You photographed all of that stuff for High Times right before you left. And then you went away for a really long time. Yeah. And I didn't see you for long enough that your, like, hair was a totally different length the next time (laughs) I saw you. I remember being like, oh, Caitlin left with a bob. And now it's, like, (laughs) shoulder length. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: I was there for a long, I mean... It's weird. It's really frustrating when you see suffering and you yourself cannot do anything
2: for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's really hard to sit with. So what do you do to alleviate that for yourself? Take photos. Yeah. Essentially, that's my, to me, that's my power. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's the power I have. And okay, they. I haven't really done anything with these photos now, but they're history, right? Like... To me, their history, they'll always live. And one day, like, there'll be, people will be able to see, like, oh, this is what happened here. And, you know, we have the same thing happening now in our country. is children, unaccompanied minors, you know, being separated from their families and having to exist in a space where they don't know the language, they don't know the
2: culture, they don't know the people, and they're basically in prison. Yeah. And people aren't seeing it. And then when they are seeing it, they're looking away.
0: Yeah. Or desensitizing mm-hmm. it. You know, like I was just in London and they had a guy with a knife and a fake suicide vest and a cop shot him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, the entire country shut down. The entire, the, they stopped the political campaigns, like everything shut down. And I was there like, this happens in downtown LA daily. Yes. And we're so desensitized to that type of violence now. its It's kind of horrifying.
1: What was London like?
0: Oh, I love London. London's an amazing place. It reminds me of New York, but hundreds and hundreds of years older, essentially. And everyone speaks like they're in the BBC, and I just die inside (laughs) London. I know that's horrible to say, but I'm just like, ooh, like you're all in a Jane Austen novel.
2: I bet they find you so charming that you're so excited about
0: it. I love it. And I don't know. I really like I even had this waitress that was from Surrey, which is where Harry Potter is from. And I freaked out and she's like, I don't know Harry Potter. And I was like, oh my God.
1: Okay. What Do you just carry your camera around your neck at all times in case something happens?
0: I take pictures. It's really annoying to walk in the street with me.
2: Can we talk about being on the street in LA? You have a billboard up. Oh, yeah. shit. You got a billboard. I do. A weed I'm billboard. <laughs> like, that was the it's coolest. It's the first.
0: It's, it, that was, okay, so when I moved to LA, I wrote, like, a checklist. Of course, tour with Lady Gaga is number one. Sure. And then second is billboard. <laughs> 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 and I did it. And I never thought it would be in the weed space. And I'm really excited and happy that it is. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's huge. It's, like. I mean, it's beautiful, first off, but can you tell a little bit about the story of how it came to be? Yeah. yeah. Um, Stone Road, amazing company. I'm really
0: good friends with them. Um, I've done a lot of work for them. And they were looking to do a billboard, um, and they were really struggling with different photographers and concepts. And I have this beautiful, oh my God, amazing friend, Adriana. And I was like she smokes weed more than most people i know so she won't get high during the shoot uh-huh. right like and she nailed it i mean she's a makeup artist and she really did nail it and it was really fun and i just came up with a concept and yeah they liked it
1: and it's where now. is it
0: well, yeah where is it um so i think there might be one in santa monica now which i haven't seen but the the first one was beverly and Formosa. Woo.
1: That's prime real estate. Prime
0: real estate. It was really, it's really exciting when you, you know, you make a list of goals and they happen. Like, that to me is the best aspects of life.
2: That's pretty cool to walk past a billboard in Los Angeles that you shot. Thanks, guys. Wow. I'm
0: blushing now. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, Can we talk a little bit about weed as relating to like your own personal experience with it? And like, because like, I don't know, I mean, you've traveled so much. Uh, Have you encountered, cannabis culture everywhere you've gone I mean I don't know anything about what the cannabis culture is like in Greece
0: um almost non-existent Mm. it exists but it's like you know from mountain men growing in their hideaway mountain on some islands and then they like I don't know how people get it but I find it and you know it takes a whole gram to get me slightly high (laughs) (laughs) but it's it exists and people smoke it it's just what they get is hash Mm. that's really what i think europe has maybe over us is they have really good hash i just smuggled some from london i can say that now because i'm back in this state where it's legal <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the hash there is that's the price. i mean london has london has great weed i think it's just four times the price mm-hmm. but they get what we like we, they can get the weed that we have it's just four times the price
1: can we go back to the rave stuff for a second? Yeah. Where was this at? In New York? New York. Okay. Um I I have to hear what that scene is was like if you have any stories about it because I got into the rave scene in St. Louis, Missouri.
0: Oh, I want to hear about that. Okay,
1: so I'll tell you what it was. It was you bring two canned goods to the ice rink where they rented it out. And you were just running around the entire ice arena where like in the locker rooms would be a bunch of people doing a bunch of drugs in the bathroom with drugs. They would put mats all over the ice so that you could dance right there. And then, you know, slowly but surely you'd find the right person with Molly, go take Molly in the bathroom, come out and just like dance in the middle of an ice rink. And that's what a rave was. I feel like that's not culture. That's just somebody who rented out an ice rink and we did drugs in it. So, what I have these like romantic notions of what rave culture actually was like, especially in a place like New York.
2: Can you complete the picture first, though, before Caitlin says, just tell us what you were wearing? Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) I don't know what you were wearing. Sounds awesome, by the way, Mike. I'm like, you did raving right, like in an ice rink? What? Okay, Okay. I don't know. So, I
1: was wearing uh, big wide leg jeans, Mm -hmm. like Jingo jeans, uh, some kind of like shirt that was probably. It was either I was heavy into basketball jerseys for a really long time, so I was probably wearing like a basketball jersey. Uh, my hair was probably a little blue, like blue. Uh, I had a goatee that was probably bleach blonde, and I had a tongue ring. And I wanted desperately to be able to glide like Usher, you know, when he does that shit with his feet where it looks like he's floating. And I would just like take a bunch of Molly and work really hard on trying to glide, and I could never do it.
2: Wow, you had some like gathering vibes.
1: Gathering vibes, yeah, 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 100%. Nice. Yeah. Loved loved ICP, those, and yeah, yeah. So if anyone out there wants to teach me how to glide like Usher, I still don't want to give up on that.
2: That's, that's a good dream to have.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's a good song title, Glide Like Usher. Yeah, Right, is. like by, I don't know, Absolutely. Justin Bieber.
1: <laughs> yeah, Glide by Usher by Justin Bieber. <laughs>
2: Did I just make his new single? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay, so fast forward, or, well, you guys probably, it's the same period of time, right? Like, like, yeah, mid-2000s? The, yeah,
1: exactly. Okay. So, yeah, so it's ice rinks in St. Louis wearing big jeans. So
0: what does it look like in New York City? Warehouses and what was once Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> um, fog machines, sweat raining down from ceilings because of bad, you know, ventilation, PBRs and natty ice in a bucket for a dollar. Oh, and nice. just like a table like this with a, a mix board um and they would go all night and you could find drugs like
1: so are you just like flying solo like New York warehouse and you're like building up this thing where it's like that shoot people that shoot people or are you like in the scene and then you were like I think I'm a photographer and this is like my first spot
0: um well I don't know it kind of just happened like I I was in school, I was studying um, visual art with emphasis in photography. I knew that that was the world I wanted to, photography world was what I wanted to be and I didn't know what direction though. Um, and I would just bring my camera and shoot my friends essentially, right? And then I would shoot shows and then people were like, oh, can I have your photos for my blog? Oh, can I, you know, have your photos for my Myspace or whatever, right? my it was blogs and myspace then um and then it got to i guess my quote-unquote big break at the time was i got an internship with the village voice and i pitched them like hey i go to all these like parties and shows and take photos like would you want to post them as galleries and of course they were like yeah okay right because it's so in their line of the village voice and then i would use them to get into bigger shows and get better and better access oh shit yeah cool leverage leverage and mm. i would say and then i would send the promoter or the artist or whoever in my photos like oh these are the photos i took of you for the village voice here's the link and if you want to hire me like you know now you know what my work is like and now you work for a label night base for yeah so night base i work with night base a lot which is like drum and bass mostly which i not really drum and bass i shouldn't say that but they come i guess it comes from that a lot of that I'm bad at genres I should me too (laughs) I shouldn't be talking they'll get mad at me but they're an amazing amazing label with amazing amazing people like I feel you know even talking about Grizz and Miguel and like I just feel so fortunate with the people I've been able to work with you guys too the people I've been able to work with have been just good souls and like really about their art and not about the other juju stuff that sometimes artists can be about
1: Thanks for bringing us up. I was hoping you would compliment us.
0: Yeah, you guys are the best. <laughs> I'm so in love with both of you.
2: I want to ask about, like, the photos that you've taken that are so iconic of so many people in cannabis culture, like all the people that we've mentioned from, you know, like musicians, us. You guys. <laughs> I love the picture that you uh, you posted of Abdullah recently. Ah, uh, he's like, such just, a gem. He's great. Like, there's so many photos that are just, like, really, I think... Um, not what so many photos try to do for stoner culture they're just pictures of these real people in a moment involved with the plant in a really fucking cool way and I was just thinking like if we were to launch like a new magazine or coffee table book where we were all going to collaborate on something like what would you want that to look like who would you want to shoot how much money will it cost <laughs> <laughs> if investors are listening get out of yo 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 Cha-ching. but like if you were to do that kind of a project what would that look like like a smoking photo book? Yeah, like who would you want to capture out in the world right now as as far as cannabis culture and that kind of stuff goes? You guys. Um, Probably on the cover. Yeah, I fished for that one. <laughs> yeah, you guys are on the cover. <laughs> who would you photograph if you could photograph anyone in weed? You guys, you're my favorites.
1: Well, that's our time. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast. so much.
0: <laughs> um, uh, Bill Mar. Probably. Oh, wow. I love Bill Maher. And I love what an asshole he is. Like, I really admire Because I'm not, I can't be the way he is. And I like that. And he's a huge smoker. Yeah. I mean, he's forever. one of the first people who
2: smoked on network TV, right? Yeah.
0: Which, I, I mean, and then again, with Zach Galifianakis, who's Greek, who I love, too. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. We need more women now. I've said two men. I don't know. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Does she smoke weed? I think you know, even if it. she don't,
1: she'll be in the book.
0: I, Rihanna. There it is. Hell yes, she's a big weed smoker that I love and respect.
2: And I feel like Lady Gaga would have some like special high CBD flower that she would like to <laughs> to like bathe in or something. A so bath right. of just CBD flower. Like, I'm in lavender and CBD <laughs> flower in this bath. <laughs> <laughs> you can shoot me.
1: This is a good coffee table book. I it just needs like it can't just be like famous people smoking. Like uh, it has to have like a layer of something to it some well, something th- else. So
2: th- I think the essays that would accompany it would, yeah. it would have to be you know inc- insightful and incisive and yeah I would need a really great editor. I'm just putting my name in the Oh, hat. my God, Mary
1: Jane. Have you pitched Wood. this book? Are we basically sitting here? <laughs> we're fixing the world. <laughs> we're kidding. coming up with ideas. I mean, if
2: we're going to run the world, guys, we have to put it in
1: the air. So Damn right, we do. Oh, you're wearing a put-it-in-the-air shirt. Yeah. yeah. From How our about? time when we all went
2: to Hall of Flowers and like, lived in a hotel room so like fun. otters. It was so fun. One it, of my favorite things about that it was- It was, but
1: I was so stressed. I just wanted to apologize on air. I was stressed the whole time. So I, I was so apologize.
2: stressed that- Yeah. Are you
1: kidding? It was a stressful time for Glazed. Anyway, what were you saying about I good was, things? I was
2: also very stressed, and I'm,
0: I apologize, too. Guys, I was not stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was stone and having
2: a great time.
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
2: I'm kidding. Well, I was going <laughs> to say one of my favorite things about that was, like, number one, you know, realizing who you can travel with. Like, that's just such a, you know, spend seven hours in a car with two people, and you just you, you just know what's up. Like, And so the three of us had rolled to Santa Rosa together. To do that kind of like wild two days, but there was one night in the middle where well, Mike and I had gone out, and you had stayed at the hotel, and we came in super late and woke you up, mm-hmm. and you just sat up and you were like, "Oh, they're high and they want to talk," and you just like we we hung for like an hour and a half, and we we're like, "You want to have some chips?" and you were like, "Well, I was asleep, but sure." Touring, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, you got you're so good Sorry. at it. I was like, I would have been so mad.
0: Oh no, I was. I love. I love when people like come into my room and want to talk to me about things and like maybe smoke weed or eat food. Like it's my f- I also grew up with a really big family. So that's a commonplace situation. Yeah, that wow. was
1: great. I polished off a bag of popcorn, uh-huh. like Delicious. a whole fucking bag while we all yapped. It was a really nice time.
2: It was
0: great. That was you guys. That was such a pleasure.
1: By the way, I want to put this out there. You're a great packer.
0: Oh, thank you. Like like a bowl. <laughs> yeah. Or a suitcase. Or both. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, why don't they have suitcase sized bowls? I bet there's a way. You know how you pull out the rolly part, like the oh, handle of that's it? That's the bowl. Right? You could like lift that and that's actually a pipe. Shark on- tank? Shark tank. Shark
2: tank, here we come.
1: I'm looking for 20% equity in this $200,000 something something. You lift that part of the suitcase out and it turns into a bowl.
2: You
0: can do that. That's feasible. And yeah. it's
1: called, it's like roll, like roll away. Sometimes. Rollable? Out rollable. out of one
0: corner and light the other.
1: Yes. Yes. Right yeah. before you get on the plane. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a coffee table. To- we have so much to do. <laughs> We've got <laughs> we luggage <do>. to design.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but I just wanted to compliment your packing skills and uh, wonder if how conscious you are about that because touring can be a grind. And you always can never, you either pack too much or you never pack enough, but it's, where's the sweet spot?
0: Touring is easy because A, you're not going to, like, you don't need to pack. Oh, maybe I'll do something fancy. So I need a fancy outfit, right? Like maybe I might work out. No, so you bring a workout (laughs) outfit, right? Touring and traveling for work is like, okay, I need a pair of jeans. I need a pair of sweatpants. I need lots of socks, lots of underwear and wipes. Boom. That's it. Yeah. What's the wipes? You never know when you need to clean yourself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And there might not be a shower available. Seriously, man. That's that's, what's up. That's some like Burning Man rules right there. Yeah. I used to always travel with wipes. Wipes are amazing. They're not very environmentally conscious, but yeah. Need it. They're pretty amazing.
1: Just for the pits? Pits and face and hands and butt?
0: I mean, how great is it to come home and like if there's no shower or you're in a car, right? And you come, whatever you're doing, you just wipe your face, wipe your feet wipe your pits and just like feel kind of just like oh okay some of
2: that grime is off me yeah
1: These are good hacks.
2: Can I also say you're, like, complimenting on packing. Mike is very particular about packing because I know this because when we went to Alaska together and we spent a month on the road together, Mike was like, what's up with your packing? And I was like, (laughs) what are you talking about? And he's like, everywhere we go, you unpack everything and, like, move in, which is true. Like, when I get to a hotel room, I put shit in the drawers. I love that. That's so cute. And I (laughs) hang things in the closet, and I, like, unpack all my toiletries on a, like, washcloth. And Mike was like... I cannot deal with this, (laughs) what are you doing?
1: Because, yep. you know, you just like open the suitcase a corner and you have one corner of dirty stuff and you clean stuff over here and you just like keep it all in the suitcase everywhere you go. Yeah,
2: no. No, None. we get
1: in there and her shit just explodes. I
2: love that. <laughs> like you need to make the space your own. Oh, yeah. I fully claim every space. I like that. That's cute. <laughs> That's nice. Can't help myself. Um, but we're
1: in there for like six hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's infuriating I, I, I think i'm in
0: between <laughs> you two like i'll unpack a little like i I like unpacking my toiletries because then yeah. they're there for you and yeah. i might like unpack my outfit
2: for the next day and my pajamas i was fully like unpacking like candles and palo santo <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah burning. Uh-huh. she
1: was building ikea chairs in every <laughs> single room insane (laughs) well
2: you know part of it is that i moved out from home when i was 16 years old and so i've always had to make my home wherever i go like from a very very young age and so i think that's an aspect of me claiming any space that i'm in is that i need to i'm like a snail with my shell you know yeah my shell is my my all my stuff Mm. that's nice though can we talk about the grub aspect of being on tour and just in life and all of these treats that you brought
1: Oh, I've been eyeing some of these I to know. cut open. I got
2: That sugar cookie with the cherry or it's raspberry center looks amazing. I saw that, and I thought Mary Jane wants this later. Ah, I do want a heart-shaped sugar cookie full of jam. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what's your... Okay, for, did you grow up eating Greek food? Was your family sort of like, you know, um, cooking lots of big meals and stuff?
0: No. My, not, so my mom didn't, really. She mm-hmm. cooked mostly like regular American, like chicken legs and mashed potatoes and spinach and whatever lasagna uh, you know egg mm. salad mm-hmm. um but i all my relatives around me always made lots of greek food so i grew up with that around, like that aspect around me not on a day today mm. but definitely my aunts and uncles and now as I get older, look, I'm trying to collect all the recipes. Like, I'm like, okay, can you give me your tzatziki recipe? Like maybe a guy's coming over. I need to impress him. Like I can cook, pretend to cook. I would um, be blown <laughs> away.
1: If you made homemade tzatziki, I would be like, yo, what's up? It's so
0: easy. It's literally yogurt and like grated cucumber and garlic. That's it. Done.
1: When we're talking Mediterranean food, I picture two different camps. I picture... Uh, naked on a beach, eating fish mm. with a squeeze of lemon, mm. and I picture like a tub of hummus and like a loaf of bread or like you know what I mean pita piled high.
0: They both like, they're both true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's what's what's so Med- cool. what's Greek food then?
0: Mediterranean. Beautiful grilled meats and vegetables. A lot of meats, a lot of vegetables. My mouth is really watering now. Oh. I know. Um, For what? For what is it watering for? For lamb. Oh my god, lamb with like risotto.
1: What?
2: Oh, oh. Ugh. <laughs> I <laughs> like a side of tzatziki.
1: Did you see her fan herself just now? <laughs> she <Yeah>. like adjusted <laughs> in her seat. I mean I spent
2: I spent a week on
1: Antiparos.
2: Beautiful. In uh yeah, two years ago, right, right when we met, when Mike and I had
1: just met. Yeah, we had a great time, and then we were like, "See you never." Um, I'm going <laughs> to Greece. And I, and I spent just a week eating
2: and yeah. driving around and on an ATV and sunning myself. Did, can I ask you a
0: question that's kind of personal? You don't have to answer. Yeah, please. Did you gain weight eating all that food? No. Yeah, that's the beauty mm-hmm. of it. Isn't I that lost weight. Yeah, me too. Every time I, I, I go. swam every fucking day. I think the food is so. Like I once bought bread and put it in the fridge and then later I came home from like drinking. and I was like, oh, this fresh bread and it was stale. Like it had an eight hour shelf life of eating. I also love the culture of just sitting and eating and by the beach and like drinking. And it's like you pick, like you don't just sit and have a meal. Like you pick, oh, I'm gonna have a bite of the fish. Oh, I'm gonna have a bite of the Oh, I'm just gonna have a piece of bread. And you sit and you talk with your friends and then you enjoy the food. You don't just sit there and stuff your face and then talk. No, I'm so hungry I for know, it. I want to go back to Greece. <laughs> Summer is coming. <laughs> okay, good. Summer is coming. But yeah, they have, like I had a friend from Greece, actually an amazing woman, my friend Olga. Um, she does, she teaches photography to the kids in the refugee camps. And they took their photos and did a traveling show around the world. Um, and so she came to L.A., and it was just so amazing having her. She never it was her second time in the United States, first time in L.A. And she was like, Caitlin, what is vegan? I don't understand what this is vegan. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me explain. It's like people who don't eat animal products. And she's like, even milk, even butter? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh-huh. and I'm like,
0: yeah, even milk, even butter. And then she's like, okay, so what is organic? <gasps> and I'm like... Organic is basically all the food you eat in Greece, but like our food is so fucked up, we have to put in a label on that it has no chemicals and, and it's fresh. And she was like, Your food has chemicals and it's not fresh? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. That's the standard, actually. It's the fancy stuff is just fresh yeah. off the vine with no chemicals and no GMOs and whatever. And it was like really a hard concept for her to understand that like we have a special label for food that's just supposed to be eaten normally without being messed with. she was. It was funny to see her
2: experience our culture.
1: He just fucked me up. Yeah. yeah. What Damn. a mind fuck. Damn that, it. That,
2: That's what should actually just be available all the time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Eight dollars for that tomato that they just put in a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then you taste it and there's no like, if when
0: you go overseas and you eat a tomato, like I always have this like euphoric orgasmic experience
2: and I'm like, oh. <laughs> this is a tomato. My dad grew up in um, mostly in the UK and Ireland he would forage for berries all the time. Oh, and he always taught me to like, you know, go and look for like wild blackberries or any of that kind of thing. And, you know, he was like, you've never tasted a strawberry until you've had one wild. And like just those, yeah, those like wild things that actually just grow in nature mm-hmm. are so fucking incredible. I was living in Seattle one time and I went out blackberry picking like on the street that I lived on. And I came home with this huge bucket full of beautiful, giant, fat blackberries. And my roommates were like, those are like, you know, six ninety nine a pound at Whole Foods right now. And I was like, they also grow at the end of your driveway. <laughs> that is the reality. Yeah. <laughs> if you just look. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It is. We, f- we don't
0: know how to look. No. And in f- this country. Food culture here is really strange. Like, it's strange to everyone on the outside. Yeah. Right? Like, they all come and they're like, what?
2: Yeah. What, what do you o- mean you buy mushrooms? Yeah. We just pick them.
0: Or yeah. what is organic? I'll never forget. What is organic? <laughs> like, what is meat? You know, it's just, it's just different cultures are interesting. And I think we have, like, the fact that you and I, are, you too, Mike, can go to a place like Greece and just stuff our faces with cheese and meat and bread and oil daily, like, <laughs> th- four times a day throughout the day and lose weight. It's like, it's really a telling sign of what's happening to our food.
1: Yeah. Too many apples at the grocery store. Yeah. We don't need that many apples. So
2: oh, you don't like <laughs> the selection of apples that's available? It's too Who's wide. buying
1: all those apples? What kind of it's apple do you want? Two. I just need two choices. sweet and One sweet, one sour. Red, green. Red, green. That's it. I don't need a whole section of apples that is never like it never looks empty because nobody's buying them what are we doing
0: well they throw a lot of they food out the and also like if you had an oblong apple he get he gets chucked before he even gets into the bucket well
1: to be fair he's gruesome looking <laughs> 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 what an ugly piece of shit but apple. it's crazy to think it like is.
0: you could have like a weird deformed carrot and they chuck like they just, not, no one's going to buy this.
2: I would eat the deformed carrot. There's a produce box that you can buy, I think that's called like ugly. Ugly vegetables? Ugly vegetables or something. Yeah. Yeah. That also costs like 29 <laughs> 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 Are they your sponsor?
1: <laughs> yeah. 5% of all proceeds go.
2: Hit us up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you into right now?
0: Food wise? Yeah. Oh my God. So. I'm a really bad cook, but I'm really good at inventing things.
2: (laughs) I know what I'm really into now. Are you high when you do this?
0: Most I'm a really good high cooker because I've done it all, right? Like, you go in the fridge, like, what do I have? But this is the new thing I invented that is so good. I've been eating it regularly. Okay, you take pot. You you need Trader Joe's for this. So if you don't live near Trader Joe's, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You can improvise. You take um, beef bone broth pour it into the thing, the pot. Then I chop up a bunch of onions and spinach and um, whatever vegetables I have that might be going bad and I need to get rid of. And I put them in the broth and I boil them. So like a vegetable soup. Then at the end, you take Trader Joe's vegan dumplings and you put in like four or six, however you want. And then you just do it so they get like, you know, unfrozen and warm. Then you have a vegetable Dumpling soup. It's do- oh, garlic and ginger is key because beef broth is really bland, so you need like a lot of ginger and a lot of garlic to make it tasty and salt and pepper. That's my This sounds like something
2: that you could live on.
0: I basically have been living on it. It's mm-hmm. so good.
1: Like put it in a pint glass.
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> and yeah. then like the soup dumpling. Oh yeah. It's really good. You can put hot sauce too if you like are Ooh. into hot sauce. Or one time I hard boiled an egg and did like Oh, like a kind of like a rameny? Yeah, like I made it a little rameny. Like you can do so much stuff. Yeah. Different tastes. I love
2: a soup. I love Me a do. soup mic. I'm coming <laughs> around. I'm coming around. Anti soup <laughs> over there. Are you I, an anti super? I am
1: an anti super, but I'm coming around the more uh, the more I'm like trying homemade soups. That's what's changing the game for me. Like, I never trust a Campbell's. I never trust, like, a soup of the day. I'm yeah. never going to get that shit at a restaurant. But a homemade soup oh, so good. is pretty terrific.
0: If you, you can make homemade chicken soup pretty easy, too. You just get, like, chicken stock or chicken broth, carrots, celery, <laughs> some pasta, and chicken can that I, you buy made already.
1: More like soup people, huh?
2: <laughs> soup <Sorry>. people. <laughs> I love soup. And chili, too, is really fun. I, I have a secret yeah I have okay what is today today is Friday yeah I was given the carcasses of the birds from the feast to make the soup and I came home and I put the carcasses in my big pot and I boiled it up and I made a beautiful stock and then I pulled out the bones and I put the bones in the fridge and I've been feeding my animals little snacks off the bones but that broth (laughs) is currently (laughs) sitting outside on my patio (laughs) I am so scared of it (laughs) I don't know what to do the lids rattling yeah because I left it out there because I thought it was cold enough that it would be able to like the world would function as a refrigerator as it does where I'm from but it's LA even though it's fucking December it's still like 65 during the day so that shit has been going up to like 65 and then down to like 40 at night it's been there a week I don't know what to do guys (laughs) I'm terrified no I'm too scared we could all go and look at it together afterwards. OK, I'm curious <laughs> to know what's happening.
1: I would like to see It's yeah. going to be
2: like toxic swamp monster. No, I actually don't want you to look at it, because I think it's going to be really scary and gross and bad. <laughs> what if it's just fine? Would that be scarier?
1: <sighs> There's no way it's fine. It's not fine. That's not fine. I'm fun. like, it's I'll take
2: it fine. home. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a week And I was so proud of myself, because I was like, I made this huge pot of stock, and it's going to be so good. And then I just thought that I would get to it, and I haven't. And now it's a s- s- secret.
1: Oh, it's a swamp monster. Can we
2: feed it to the plants? <sighs> I don't think I would feed it to anyone. It might,
1: Why yeah. not? Maybe it's a superfood for Down them the toilet?
2: Now. Yeah, maybe there's going to... Yeah, down the toilet. Well, I, want, I was thinking, like, can I fit it into the freezer so I can just freeze it with the lid on and then dump it out as a solid and then never have to smell it or deal with it, but my fridge isn't big enough for the pot.
0: I mean, can we just throw it down the drain?
2: Is that so environmentally friendly? What if we friendly.
1: heat it up beyond... <laughs> anything being oh, able just to boil live it and like boil Nuclear the shit out of thermonuclear
2: it thermonuclear stock yeah, and, then and then throw then, it out
1: or every or eat it cuz everything all the germs will die cuz it's like a 500 degree boil This is
2: the last podcast we ever record <laughs> <laughs> <That's> our <laughs> swan song <laughs> <laughs> they all died <laughs> Took a
1: thimble of soup stock Yeah yeah sorry about that <laughs> It's definitely furry in there Yeah I'm scared It's got to be furry under the lid yeah. I
2: am proud of you for making it Thanks. I wish I'd done something with it, and I'm sorry that I didn't. You did
0: a science experiment. Yeah,
2: I did. Okay. <laughs> I'm usually better. I fucked up. Where can people find you, Caitlin?
0: Um, so I guess Instagram is my my thing. I love Instagram, um, and it's just at shootpeople underscore. And then you can always contact me also through my website or check out my work on my website, which is just um, CaitlinPerry.com. Sweet. Easy I spell it? Sure. Is that a thing people do? Yeah. yeah. Well, wait, can
2: I try? Yeah. K-A-I-T-L-I-N-P-A-R-R-Y.
0: Yeah. Dot com. Good job. Thanks.
1: Heck yes. Thank you for being here.
0: This was the most fun I've had in a long time, so thanks, guys. This
2: feels like a very cool moment to have, like, you were one of the first people I met in LA, you know? Like, we met you before too. I lived here.
0: You too. Yeah. Look, I met you right when I moved here, and you were one of my first, like, new LA jobs, not, like, New York
2: client yeah. jobs. This feels really neat.
1: Don't look at me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: Let's wrap it up. Mary Jane, where can
1: everyone find us?
2: At Weed and Grub on Instagram and weedandgrub.com on the internet. And if you want to email us any questions or comments or letters about weird science experiments that you may or may not have going on, it's weedandgrub at gmail.com.
1: And leave us a five-star review. Yep. Click that fifth star on iTunes and leave us a review if you have the time because it goes a really long way. Sure does. Yo, can we eat these pies?
2: Let's eat these pies. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.